The series continues to run on, pun intended, as we go through the pre-2000s era of the greatest Arizona State Sun Devils running backs of all time. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for all things Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, baseball, and otherwise. Thank you guys so much for making me and the Locked on Sun Devils podcast your first listen every day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. We're also on YouTube if you would like to check us out on a video format and see my beautiful face as I do all sorts of motions with my hands, go ahead, like, subscribe, comment, five star, share, rate, all that good stuff. While you're on your phone, go to Twitter and follow me on Twitter at RichieBrads36. Follow the Locked on Sun Devils page while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. This episode of the Locked on Sun Devils is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Let's not waste any time. We all know why we're here. We had a very interesting day yesterday trying to rank the running backs of the 2000s, and it was very difficult because Arizona State just didn't have any dynamic run games during the 2000s. Well, prior to the 2000s, ooh, man, that's a golden age. There was a lot of running backs to comb through, and I narrowed it down to six guys, and these six guys are probably all going to be on the top 10 list that I reveal tomorrow for you guys. All of them hyper-productive, not just in Arizona State history, but also in like the national uh, landscape of everything. They were able to leave a pretty big impact on college football as a whole. We'll go ahead and just jump right on into it. Coming in at number six for me is Art Malone. Malone played in the late 60s, played in 67, 68, and 69 for Arizona State. Now, the reason he's going to be last for me is because he only had 1,000-yard year. However, he rushed for 1,431 yards that year with 15 touchdowns. He still managed in his career to get 2,600 rushing yards and 28 touchdowns. It's just the a large chunk of that production really came in just one season. Overall, he ended with just over 2,900 scrimmage yards, 30 touchdowns. So really, really good contributor on the offensive side of the football. This was right about that time when ASU was gearing up to become this huge contender in in all of college football. This was right before the, the golden years of the Danny Whites of the world began to take over in the late 60s. So you had Art Malone was one of the catalysts and one of the founders of that of that movement for Arizona State. He did finish 10th all-time for Arizona State in rushing yards, again, with just over, what did I say? Just over 2,600, exactly 2,649 yards. He did also manage to grab 28 rushing touchdowns and 30 as a whole. Those 28 
rushing touchdowns put him fifth all time. For what it's worth as well, he did have 4.7 yards per carry for his career. However, both his 67 and 69 year, he was under four yards a carry. That 68 season where he had the 1,400 yards, that was 6.1 a carry. So his number's definitely a bit inflated from one year, but nonetheless a very impressive player for Arizona State who managed to leave a mark in their history all time. Moving on to number five, Daryl Clark. This is this is one of the more modern guys that we'll talk about in the two or in the pre-2000s era, I should say. Now, Clark was actually the 33rd overall pick in the 1986 NFL draft, which back then would have been like a top five pick in the second round because you didn't have 32 teams in the NFL back then. He was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys and I said Clark, I meant Clack, Daryl Clack, excuse me, my goodness gracious. But anyways, back then, it was a big deal for running backs to be to be drafted highly because they were typically put into situations where they were going to have their their the, the tread on their tires was going to be absolutely wiped out by the end of their careers. And 33rd overall is a pretty good selection for any kind of running back. Daryl Clack was no exception. He was very, very productive during his time at Arizona State. He got better every single year. Freshman year, ran for 606 yards, 5.5 a pop, and eight touchdowns. Sophomore year, this is 1983 now, ran for 932 yards, 5.1 a pop, and eight touchdowns. 1984, ran for 1,052 yards, only five touchdowns, again, 5.1 a pop. He progressively got better and better, and in the meantime, he was a dynamic receiver. He managed over over those first three years. He had 63 catches for flat 800 yards and three touchdowns, which good enough for a little over 13 yards a catch. I mean, he really did everything for you. He he was a great runner. He was a great receiver. Sure, he didn't get as many touchdowns as you'd like, never had a double-digit touchdown season, however— that really feels like nitpicking. Now, the bummer for the end of his career was he broke his fibula in his final season in 1985. He only played three games. He rushed for 110 yards on 22 carries. Unfortunately, that, that's a real bummer of a way to end what was a very illustrious career for Mr. Clack. Thankfully for him, he was still able to leave a really big mark in Arizona State history, finishing with the eighth most rushing yards in team history. Now, if he had continued to progress the way that he was and he did topple another thousand yards, he would have thrown himself up somewhere in the mid to high 3000s range, which potentially could have put him second all time in team rushing yards. So don't sleep on Clack. He was very, very, very good. It's just unfortunate that his career didn't quite end the way that he wanted it to and the way that Arizona State wanted it to, but nonetheless, a very productive, very talented player. Number five on my list, simply because the four ahead of him, stupid good guys. Like, it it, it just feels like every time I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, this is a really good player, boom. The guy right after him, even more productive, even more impactful, this, that, and the other. So, That's going to go ahead, wrap up the first part of this podcast now. 
When we return for the second part, we're going to go ahead and continue this conversation going from numbers four and number three. This, of course, is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our next partner has a product that I use pretty much every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I hated taking pills and vitamins and wanted a supplement that actually tastes good. Plus, I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Anyways, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. Truly, it's been outstanding. I've been on it for a few weeks now, and it just doesn't taste like anything super healthy. In fact, it, it kind of has like this mild tropical taste to it, and I actually look forward to having it every single morning. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, Vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, the best part, it contains less than one gram of sugar with no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. It costs you less than $3 a day if you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I tell you what, guys, I love and hate those buzzer beaters. They're so much fun to watch right up until it impacts you. The way that U of A went down, absolutely busted my bracket, but I'm still going right now because I still have Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums, which pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage and start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, and funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a hundred percent match. Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions will apply. And again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember that this podcast is free and available on all platforms. 
let's go ahead, get right back into this conversation of the greatest Sun Devils running backs ever. This, I, I feel like this might come across a little, a little controversial. And I don't know if I'm truly happy putting him here, but I think, I think I am going to leave him at four. And that's going to be the great Wilford Wizard White. Mr. White played in the late 40s and early 50s. Played from 1947 to 1950 at the time. He ended up being Arizona State's all-time leading rusher. In fact, he is still sitting at fifth all-time for Arizona State. Super productive guy. What was so cool about him is in 1950, he ran for 1,502 yards in 10 games. So he averaged over 150 yards a game. That led the nation. It's the highest mark in school history. He also managed to score 22 touchdowns and 136 points, which at that time in the year was third in the nation back in 1950. These are all still school season records. It's, it's really, really crazy to think about how productive this guy was. Even crazier is he was, he was a tiny little dude. Dude was smaller than me, 5'9", 170 pounds, probably soaking wet. Nonetheless, he he would beat me in a track race in his in his late ages. He passed away at 84 years old. I feel like he still probably could have beat me in a race. Wilford Wizard White was a transcendent kind of player for his for his time and really started to usher in the age of great Arizona State running backs. Because after Mr. White, you had so many other talented running backs that came after him. So it felt like he really set the tone and set the precedent for every of his successors. And it feels like he's almost like the gold standard that we hold guys to for when you you have running backs that come through the Sun Devils program and want to be great. They look at Wizard. They want to be as good as he was, and they want to leave the impact that he did. He managed, it's insane, that 1,502-yard season is still the third most ever in a single season for Arizona State, and it was the second most ever up until, excuse me, up until 2018 when Eno Benjamin finally beat Woody Green for number one. It was just insane what he did way back in the 40s. Definitely left a major impact in school history. Again, I, I feel kind of wrong for leaving him that low, but I am leaving him at number four. Moving on to number three is going to be J.R. Redman. Redman came in right as Jake Plummer was getting the leave in the 90s. Played for Arizona State from 96 to 99. Now, he was another guy who just progressively got better with each year, but like it felt like he got significantly better with each year. Freshman year... Only rushed for 303 yards, two touchdowns. He wasn't necessarily in a starting role. He did, for what it's worth, catch nine balls, turn it into 197 yards and two touchdowns. So pretty big impact right away as a receiving back for Arizona State. Goes into his sophomore year in 97, rushes for 865 yards, a whopping 6.1 a pop and seven touchdowns. Tallied on another 15 catches, 186 yards, another touchdown. So a thousand yard scrimmage season and eight touchdowns. Pretty ridiculous there. Over six yards of carry, over 12 yards of catch for a running back. Junior year, 
883 yards, 11 touchdowns. At, a, at the time, a career high, 5.3 a pop, at another 194 through the air for his second consecutive 1,000-yard scrimmage season with 11 touchdowns. Goes out with a bang his senior year. 1,174 yards, 4.9 a pop, 12 touchdowns, added another 100 yards through the air and a touchdown, giving him three consecutive 1,000-yard scrimmage seasons to end his career, 13 touchdowns his final year, 1,274 yards. All-time, he ends up breaking third in Arizona State history with rushing yards at 3,299. Managed that in his th- in his four seasons at Arizona State, excuse me. Also was able to rack up 32 scores on the ground, which was good enough to place him fourth all-time for Arizona State. So very, very productive career for Mr. Redman. Definitely left an impact with the team as well. He had some very fine games for Arizona State and was overall just a very, very consistent, very productive running back for the team. It felt like he he was definitely ahead of his time for a receiving running back to end his career with over 11 yards of catch as a running back for Arizona State. Laid the groundwork for what a DJ Foster hoped to become one day and obviously exceeded. But nonetheless, J.R. Redman, very, very successful guy, led Arizona State pretty much their, their last great running back for like close to a decade. It felt like, because after, after the nineties, we went over yesterday, there there wasn't necessarily a lot of like jaw dropping talent in the two thousands. There was good talent. There just wasn't this one guy that you were like, Oh man, that guy's like wizard white. That guy's like, Eno Benjamin there, there wasn't that guy. So J.R. Redman essentially was kind of like the end of an era for Arizona State because you had so many great running backs stretching from the late 40s all the way into the 90s. There were so many guys for me to comb through, a lot of very talented individuals. It was very hard to make this list, but I did want to make sure I got J.R. Redman in there. And maybe putting him ahead of Wizard was because of that. I, I don't want to call it a nostalgia factor, but almost in a sense, yeah, that, because you had gone through such a long period of time from when you had Cameron Marshall to everything in between. So de- definitely factored that in a little bit in my decision to place him ahead of Wilford Wizard White. J.R. Redman, number three for me. We're going to go ahead, head into our final break. When we return for that final break, we are going to go through the number two and number one running backs from the pre-2000s era. Of course, this is the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. Guys, I know it. It's that time of year. We're ready to give up on our New Year's resolutions, but I'm telling you guys, don't give up just yet. I haven't given up on mine, and that's because I have Built Bar in my back pocket. If you guys haven't had their, their puffs by now, you guys are absolutely missing out. Puffs are one of... Built Bar's best tasting bars. They're they're the first protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And of course, just like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're fan favorites with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. They're going to be your favorite. If you go to Built.com and scroll down the macros chart, you'll be blown away. All these protein bars, high protein, low calorie. High fiber, low carb, and compared to a candy bar, 
which is typically around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Built Bar finds a way to make all their bars taste good. They make it delicious first and figure out how to make it healthy next. I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time with flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, the white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. There's new flavors coming out all the time. If they think it's going to be good, they'll make it. Go to built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, guys, let's go ahead and finish up what I'm sure is a very controversial list for you guys. Hopping right back into this conversation of the greatest running backs of the pre-2000s era. Let's go ahead and go to number two. This was another really hard choice for me between number two and number one. Ultimately, I feel like number one definitely has a nice step ahead of the rest of the competition, but I feel like the guy I have in second place here deserves a lot of credit for what he was able to do for the program. And uh, it just it, it was it was so tough to differentiate between the two, in my opinion. Maybe it was easier for some of you guys, but number two for me, Freddie Williams. Freddie Williams played in the golden era, the prime real estate era of the of, of the Frank Cush dynasty that he had built. Played from 73 to 76. He actually was kind of the successor for the person who ended up being number one on my list. In his four years with the program, he managed to run for just shy of 3,500 rushing yards. Ended up being number two all-time to this day with 3,424 yards. He only managed 19 touchdowns, but what he did as a runner, outstanding. All four of his seasons managed over five yards a carry, including back-to-back 1,200-yard seasons where he had 5.2 and 5.4 yards a carry. 17 of those 19 career touchdowns came in those two seasons, those seasons, of course, being 1974 and 1975, 75 being that undefeated season for Arizona State. In that year, he ran for 1,427 yards, nine touchdowns, had another 83 through the air for what it's worth, 5.4 on the ground. So we had 1,500 scrimmage yards and nine touchdowns for an undefeated Arizona State team that took down Nebraska and should have been the national champions, but, you know, politics because we're a whack team. But neither here nor there, I suppose. Regardless, one of the most outstanding seasons in Arizona State history, it actually puts him with the... I I believe that ends up being like the third most rushing yards in a single season for Freddie Williams there. Oh, whoops. I'm totally reading it wrong. Fifth, fifth, fifth greatest rushing season for a Arizona state running back. Did this way back in 1975, which at the time would have been the second most in a single season. Excuse me. Third most. I don't know how to read fourth most. Final answer, fourth most. It only got passed by Eno Benjamin eventually, who obviously has the single the single season record for Arizona State, but the fifth most all-time for Arizona State, but one of the most, like, one of the most isn't the right term, but it was one of the finer seasons for an Arizona State running back. Freddie Williams was so integral and important to an offense that had guys like Danny White 
that allowed the offense to run so much more smoothly, no pun intended that time, unlike at the beginning of the podcast. But overall, a very talented guy and a very, very, very important aspect of what Arizona State epitomized in their players. Freddie Williams coming in number two. Number one, I feel like this isn't going to be a surprise for a lot of people, but it is the great Woody Green. Woody Green was one of the few Arizona State running backs way back when who didn't play all four years. He only played three years, and he somehow in three years ran for almost 4,200 yards. 4,200 in three seasons. He also had 43 touchdowns. He had 19 in one of his seasons. He uh, he had, before Eno passed him, the, the highest rushing total in a season with 1,565. His other two seasons, he had 13-10 and 13-13. So never less than 1,300 yards and 43 touchdowns. That's stupid. That's insane. Fre- uh, the the way that Freddie Green has been described, because obviously I didn't get to see him, was he was just such a smart player and like a hot knife through butter. Taking a look at all the numbers, even, even without any context, it's hard to look at that and be like, ah, well, you know, he just kind of kind of did his thing because he played in the 70s, and in the 70s, you ran the ball a lot, and blah, 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 blah. Well, when you put up those kind of numbers, it's definitely noteworthy, especially when you take into account that that 1,565-yard season came on just 234 carries, which if I do the math right now because I am pulling up my calculator, if I can find it, which so far I am failing to do, um, we're just going to have, there it is. So with, no, I don't want the app to track. 1,565 yards on just 234 carries. 1,560, if I'm totally failing right now, 1,565 yards on just 234 carries. 6.7 yards a carry. I'm sorry that took so long. Very embarrassing. 6.7 yards per carry back in the 70s. I understand they run the ball more. Well, 234 carries isn't exactly a lot of carries even in the 70s. 1,500 yards. Never less than 1,300 yards. Woody Green was insane. He ended up being a first-round pick by the Kansas City Chiefs. Unfortunately, didn't do anything with the Chiefs. Kind of surprising considering the caliber player that he was, that he didn't have any actual pro success, but it doesn't matter because we're not here to talk about pro success. We're here to talk about college success. And Woody Green had the most for Arizona State. First all-time in rushing yards, first all-time in rushing touchdowns, and those numbers aren't going to be touched anytime soon. Demario Richard and Nino Benjamin would have had the best chance, and neither of them were even inside the top three when they finished. Woody Green's numbers are going to be untouchable for the foreseeable future. I don't see anyone challenging that anytime soon. Woody Green, number one here. Pretty easy. But again, Freddie Williams, I feel like made a better case 
than people will give him credit for. But all in all, Freddie, or not Freddie Williams, all in all, and I already forgot his name. How did I manage to do that? All in all, Woody Green ending my list at number one. That's going to go ahead and do it here for this Thursday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember that we are free and available on all platforms, including but not limited to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey app. We're also on YouTube if you want to see a visual of me struggling to pull up numbers on my screen. You can go ahead, hit subscribe, hit follow, like, share, comment, five-star, rate, all that good stuff. Go ahead while you're on your phone or on your computer, go to Twitter, the bird app. Follow me at RichieBrads36 for all my terrible tweets. Follow the Sun Devils, the Locked on Sun Devils page while you're there as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Now go ahead and make your second listen Locked on NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker as they bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Just like the Locked on Sun Devils, it's free and available on all platforms. And guys, until next time, until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.